Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Do you like wrestling trivia? Then check out the five-star match game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagne, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE, AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. Welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Kelly. Kelly, happy show number 82. Happy 82. Uh, Can I commemorate this occasion with a quick PSA to our listeners? Sure. All right. Uh, Guys, if you have any of your old toys and they got a battery in them, you should take that battery out. Because uh, I, I, yesterday I found my old Boppet. Oh, and just had blue crystals all over it because the batteries inside exploded. And now I can no longer bop it. Or oh, it doesn't it. even work at all? Well, it's covered in battery acid, so I don't want to try it. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so if you don't want your Boppet to end up like mine did, Take the batteries out. Well, that is a good PSA to get us launched into this show. We are going to be talking about stardom, flashing champions. We're going to be talking about the announcement of most of the entrance into the 2023 edition of the Five Star Grand Prix and much, much more. But before we do that, of course, we got to get in the plugs. If you're not yet following us on Twitter, please do so at jbomb audio you can follow kelly at comic geek kelly and you can follow me at tay mambo subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice to make sure you never miss an episode and if that app of choice happens to be apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate 
a five-star rating and review. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio. So let's get right into it. Stardom flashing champions from May 27th at the Oda City General Gymnasium in front of 1,759 fans. Kelly, what do you think of this show? It was all right. I uh, I don't I don't know. It wasn't much wasn't much going on in this show besides the main event. Other than that, it just it kind of happened. Uh, we we watched it. What what felt about you? Me, How do you feel about it? <laughs> felt to me like an aggressively fine show. I think yes, very much so. <laughs> what I would call it. Um, You'll probably notice as we go through a lot of these matches, I don't frankly have much to say. I think the undercard was mostly uneventful. Um, the matches... I didn't have anything break four stars on this show. Um, I had one thing break four stars. Uh, but I won't give away which match it was. Um, and I had another one which was close, but everything else probably would have been right at three, three and a quarter. Yeah. Um, Just not a lot. Felt like a show where they needed to get the main event in there. They were going to draw with the main event and everything else. They were just sort of like, oh, okay, do this. Go kill some time. Yeah. Uh, So we will dive right in. The first match I did not see, and I don't think Kelly saw either, was the pre-show three-way match. Uh, recently returned from America, Momo Kogo, uh, fresh off her defeat to Willow Nightingale in the New Japan Strong Women's Tournament. Use that momentum or whatever. I guess when you lose, you don't get momentum, but use the experience to defeat Lady C and Saeeda in four minutes and 44 seconds. Uh, neither of us saw this match, so uh, good for Momo Kogo. I bet that was the four and a half star match on the show. Yeah, a star for each minute that the match yep. uh, went. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is good. Wow, this is even better. Um, hanging on your edge of this, hanging on the edge of your seat to see who will come out in this battle of t- stardom titans uh, <laughs> between Momokogo, Lady C, and Saeeda. But the first match proper was a tag team match. The team of Rebel and Enemy, Micah Ozaki and Ram Kaichou, defeating Shuri and Aya Sakura in 9 minutes and 41 seconds. I'm, I guess I'll just start off this way. I thought this was a nice match. I uh, thought it was interesting to see Micah uh, get the victory here, and it seemed at the end like they were possibly setting up a Shuri Mike, uh, maybe singles match or something to that effect. But I thought a fine kickoff to the show. I like seeing Micah Ozaki here because I like her. I think she's very talented and always good to see uh, Ram. Other than that, not too much to say. I really liked this match. I thought it was a super fun opener. I thought Siri brought like a good just energy to this match that you typically don't see like this far down the card. Just really good action throughout. Like I went three and a half on this. I had, this was probably one of my favorite matches of the whole show. I was 
I was really high on this show starting here. I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be great. And then it just, the rest kind of happened. Well, after this match, we got the announcement of the five-star Grand Prix. Last year, there were 26 entrants in the Grand Prix. This year, there will be only 20. Uh, only 18 were announced here. Two will, the extra two to make 20, uh, will be decided June 18th. Uh, but announced as already in... Mayu Iwatani, Hazuki, Utami, Azumi, Sayakamatani, Natsukatora, Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, Julia, Micah, Shuri, Mirai, Amisore, Mina Shirakawa, Tom Nakano, Natsupoi, Sayori Ano, and Suzu Suzuki. So Sayori, the only brand new entrant into the G1. Some notable non-entrance uh, i put together a little list koguma hanan my sakurai miyu amasaki tekla mariah may momokogo saki kashima and saya ida you would assume that some or all of those um, wrestlers will be in contention for the final two spots not in from last year at least as of this point hanan Himika, of course, now retired. Koguma, Momokogo, Risa Sara, who was in. Tekla, who technically was in, then got injured and was replaced by Momokogo. Uh, Unagi Sayaka, no longer with stardom. Mai Sakurai and Saki was the other entrant. Kelly, if you had to guess, who do you think makes up the final two spots here in the five-star Grand Prix? Probably Saki Kashima, just because you need your Yano in the tournament. You need someone that can just roll up anybody and you just accept that it happened. Uh, and then I'd probably put Mariah May in there. It's tough. Only 20. Um, I mean, I th yeah. I think Momokogo probably has no chance. No. Um, as someone Saya Ida has no chance. <laughs> yeah. As someone who only made it in last year because Tekla got injured. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's going to come down probably to Koguma. Well, because it's like my Sakurai was in it last year. Hanan was Every in it. Every time I feel like they're like high on my Sakurai, suddenly they're just like, uh, they snub her from something huge. So I assume she just won a title, so now I assume this is where she gets snubbed. It's very weird how they book her. Uh, but we'll have to see, but I have to say um, I am appreciative as someone who thought that the five-star Grand Prix last year was very long um, to see less, you know, I think a lot yeah. of times people are like, we need even more, even more, and like more than 26 would have been crazy. Yeah. Please um, don't. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, 20, that's a nice number. 10 and 10. Uh, happy to see Sayori get in. Um, yeah. I think she'll have a lot of good matches. I mean, it's a very strong field. That's the thing. Another thing about not squeezing every last person in is now this field, I mean, with the exception of, really, to me, one person. Uh, and you can take a guess who that would be. It's a pretty strong field. 
you know, it's yeah. really, it really is the best of the best. And, you know, with two more people, probably adding at least one other person of note, I would assume between Koguma, Tekla, Mariah May, one of the three of them gets in, I would think. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and when we get closer to that, we'll, of course, have our usual preview of all the matches and all the entrants once we know them. The next match on the show, however, was a six-person tag team match. The Queen's Quest Trio of Hina, Sai Kamatani, and Utami defeating the Oedo Tai Trio of Rina. Ruaka and Starlight Kid in six minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, it was pretty short. That was my main note. Thought it was a pretty standard match. It seemed mostly there to advance this uh, rift between Saya Kamatani and Utami, with Saya getting the pin and then Utami staring her down. <laughs> In the post-match, which I found weird. Like, I get they're running with this sort of dissension line. But it was funny because I saw the pin. I was like, okay, Saya won. And then I saw Utami staring her down. And I thought, wait a minute. Did Saya lose? Yeah, I had that same moment. <laughs> because I was like, why would she be staring her down? I guess she would be staring her down if Saya, like, got rolled up and lost. But that is that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Utami's just mad that she didn't get the pin, but she was holding Starlight Kid back. Yeah, the post-match does not match the result. <laughs> uh, so just a bit strange there. The only other note I had is there was uh, Saya had a little bit more red hair, Starlight Kid wearing a red mask. Uh, so I was like, oh, a lot of little changes of gear and hair here. Uh, other than that, don't really have much to say. Yeah, I don't have much recollection of this match. It it was fine. It wasn't bad in any way, but, you know, it was, it was a little undercard match. The next match was an eight-person tag team match. The Stars team, Hanan, Hazuki, Koguma, and Mayu Iwatani defeating the club Venus team of Jesse, Mariame, Wakasukiyama, and Zena. In 12 minutes and 45 seconds, the match opening with the Koguma Mariah May anti sexy interactions, which yeah. have been happening a lot on the um, house shows, I guess, house shows, if you want to call them the, the local shows. Um, pretty much, to I, a would, team. I would like to, uh, to declare today no sexy and hope it works out for me as well as it did for Koguma. Kelly, I don't appreciate you trying to prevent me from being my usual sexy self on this <laughs> on this podcast. No sexy. Um, Only bear. <laughs> yeah, so that is a lot of fun. Uh, one other note I have is that Xena, I guess her nickname now is a touch of thunder, uh, which is a phrase I don't understand. What does that mean? Uh, you know, you just, you, you hear a loud noise and you're like, ah, a touch of thunder. <laughs> oh, a touch of thunder, you know, that, <laughs> that seems like someone, you know, 
like a rich aristocrat sitting in their house. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what's that terrible noise outside, Jeeves? And he's like, oh, I should just say a touch of thunder, sir. <laughs> Jeeves, fetch me my moonlight dream. <laughs> like, it's not like, is it supposed to be tough? Like, oh, I she's don't... a touch of thunder here. I don't, maybe? It's a very or is it just one of those nickname. things where it's a Japanese thing where they think of just some English words and put them together and are like, this is a thing. Entirely possible. <laughs> um, I would think it would be like, you would want to be a lot of thunder. Yeah. Like, I'm bringing the thunder. I'm bringing all the thunder. Like, not the thunderclap. Yeah, not just a touch of thunder. Yeah. It seems like just a little. I'm a whole uh, grip of thunder. I'm a whole, or like, thunder and lightning. Yeah. Um, anyway, I thought this was fun. That's all. Yeah. It, I thought it was pretty well paced. Uh, it, like, it wasn't anything great, but I really enjoyed this match. It was, it was fun. The next match was a six-person tag team match. The interesting trio of Micah... May Sierra and Suzu Suzuki defeating Hanako and Nane Takahashi and Yuna Misamori in 12 minutes and three seconds. Uh, a good win for this interesting trio here of Micah, May, and Suzu. Thought the finishing sequence was really the highlight of the match. Thought they really picked it up near the end. Other than that, another one that I thought pretty pretty standard yeah yeah i really liked both these trios i thought they worked well together so i I hope we see more of them uh i thought hanako continues to impress i thought she did really well here but yeah no a decent match i went like three and a half on it kelly's favorite rookie hanako who he knows very well i know who she is now and can recall all of her matches that she's had though i will say when she came out at first, I thought she was at Amisore, and I was very confused because I'm like, wait a minute. Did she take out the extensions? Hold on. She's not supposed to be in this match. What's happening here? The next match was our first of four title matches, the high-speed title Saki Kashima winning, defeating Azumi and Fukigen Death when she pinned Fukigen Death in 5 minutes and 28 seconds to win her first singles title and dethrone the long-reigning champion Azumi. Kelly, I'll let you go first. I liked this. It was a it was a solid little match. Definitely not a top tier of Azumi's title run. Maybe it might be the worst match of her title run, but hey, it was still pretty good, so you know what? That's that's all right. Uh, cool to see Saki get her t- singles title. She seemed very happy about it. Uh, my favorite part was afterwards when, uh, after Rossi handed her the belt and started to walk off, and she's like, no, motherfucker, we're taking pictures. <laughs> You're standing right here. We're taking pictures. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, even though it was planned and like not a botch, that fall that Azumi took from the top rope to the floor looked super scary. <laughs> I thought for sure she was getting hurt on that. But yeah, overall, decent enough match. Uh, another three and a half stars for me. 
Um, I had the same note about Saki crying post-match as Rossi wanders away, and she's like, no, 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 come back here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this was super fun. I went three and three quarters um, on this match. The thing, sort of taking it out of the match, incredibly stupid. Um, you have a champion who's made double-digit defenses, very strong champion, and her reign ends with her not getting pinned. Yeah. And lo- like this sort of three-way thing happens when you you're very early on. Like now you're like, wow, you have a really strong champion. You could have someone beat her and look really good and be pumped up like May Sierra, which didn't happen. And now it's just like, well, what was the point of her winning so much if she's just going to lose it? not be involved like this feels like booking 101 to me to be like you have a strong champion they've got to lose the title or you want them to lose the title so the person who beats them is gonna get a big boost and now you're like well okay no one beat her my guess is that they did that because they want to move her on to something else and don't want her to lose, but also want her to not have that title anymore. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she challenges Tam, uh, Tom for one of the titles in a little while. It just seems like so... I don't know. It just sort of ended, and I was like, this is how the rain ends with her outside of the ring. Like, not doing anything as... Yeah. One very low-card wrestler pins another very low-card wrestler. I mean, this is just stardom booking. No, yes, everyone's got stardom be... booking of no one can lose. Of course, yeah. Flipped around Except in the main event and death, <laughs> and flipped around in the main event in a very weird way, which we'll yeah. get to in a second. But it's just like, oh, you've totally wasted this title reign. You know, it made Azumi look good, although the promotion clearly doesn't really give a shit about this title. So, how good did it make Azumi look? Yeah. Um, you know, winning this title so many times. I mean, I think it was good just because Izumi went out and was like, I'm going to have good matches every time. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that definitely helps the prestige of the title. And now it's just going to be wacky comedy matches, which, you know, that's fine, I guess. But it, it undoes some of the a lot of the good work that Izumi did. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, good. You know, good for Saki. She's very happy. You know, winning a singles title, very well-deserved. But it's just one of those things where, you know, when we talk about, oh, the booking and people, you know, say, oh, well, the booking, you know, it makes total sense and they need to do this. That I'm like, this is simple, like basics of booking stuff to me. Yeah. Like you have a strong champion, make someone else strong by beating them. Whether they go, you know... And if you're like, oh, they want to challenge Tom, well, they're not going to challenge them yet because we already know who the next challenger is. So just have them lose and have Azumi win one or two, you know, put her in a special singles match on the next big show against who knows, someone, and have them have Azumi win. Like, it's not that hard. (laughs) And it's not like people are, again... 
there's it seems to be a thought in stardom where it's like the minute someone loses the whole crowd is going to turn on them down the card you go and absolutely boo the shit out of them every time they like that's not going to happen like azumi yeah. is very well liked and so it, it just is very annoying to me um and speaking of annoying finishes, the next match was the Goddesses of Stardom title match. The champions, the New Eras, Amisore and Mirai, retaining their titles, defeating the Oedo Tai duo of Momo Watanabe and Natsukatora in 16 minutes and 51 seconds. Uh, I did note, during this match, there was a lot of people going into chairs, into the chairs on this show. Mm -hmm. um, they did it twice in this match. I think they did it once in another match. Um, There's a lot of people going on the chairs into almost every show I watched in the past two weeks. I think people are just real hyped that they're allowed to do it now. <laughs> uh, there was a little Daichi abuse, which I thought Kelly would enjoy. Um, Always appreciated in this match. And again, it was a match where I thought this is fine. Um, at this point, nothing was really sticking out on the show. And the most important thing about this was once again, every match that this new era's team seems to have makes them look like sneaky heels. <laughs> they win the titles on this count out BS. Now they're over here doing roll up pins on you know this oedo tide duo which is frankly not that you know well, you not... gotta keep oedo tie looking strong but it's like are they ever gonna go go out and just like beat someone and just look really good and the answer is of course no because yeah. no one can really ever look really good be out of the incredible fear that anyone could ever possibly look less than the strongest person you've ever seen in your life here <laughs> it's like just have them come out and win not yeah. all this like oh we're getting count outs oh we're doing roll-ups oh we're you know sneaking around i'm like this makes them look like chumps mm-hmm so uh and then to annoying. make them even more like chumps they were immediately forgotten about in the post match when queen's quest comes out and i don't know what they said but it sure looked like utami said looked looked at them and was like oh you can go now we don't we don't need you for this well and there's an additional thing coming up which we'll talk about we, we've uh, got to we've got to set up a match here and uh it's not with you guys so how about you leave yeah you're good so you can uh you can leave yeah uh, as we as they did and of course then led to a pull apart brawl between queen's quest and oedo tai yeah um, gotta gotta set up match. that cage match the semi-main event of the show was for the artist of stardom titles with the donna del mundo trio of julia my sakurai and tecla Defeating the champion restart, Kyrie Natsupoy and Sayoriano, in 18 minutes and 23 seconds to win the Artist of Stardom titles. Uh, my note was, I don't really have anything to say about this. 
<laughs> uh, I didn't see the title change coming at all, so that was a big shock. And I thought the losers of the match sold the shock of losing very well. Uh, I enjoyed the interactions between Julia and Kyrie and Julia and Sayori. Yeah, other than that, decent enough match. Another three and a half stars. Yeah, it was like three and a quarter. Uh, you know, we we often, well, not we often, we do this podcast every two weeks. Um, and sometimes, you know, with so many stardom shows, it's just like, this is the show that I have run out of things to say for the yeah. moment. Like, you know, I messaged still... you yesterday and said, no matter a stardom show, no matter how much I enjoy it, no matter how long it is, and no matter when I watch it, it always feels like I spent eight hours watching it and it's time for bed by the time I'm done. And this is about the the time in the show when I was feeling that. <laughs> See, I thought this show, I thought it went by, I thought it moved at a fairly good clip. It was just sort of nothing, it just sort of felt very, until the main event, felt very much like a small show yeah where they were like okay we're in in front of a crowd of you know 400 people we got a couple title matches or like a like a corican used Mm -hmm. to be where it would be like okay we've got a couple of smaller big title matches but we just sort of go out and they're like you know fine we're not going crazy you know, just get in and out and do our stuff and then leave. Um, but anyway, after the match, the anti-sexy gang came out to challenge um, <laughs> the new champions for the titles. Um, Is that right? what they're calling themselves or did you just... No, I that? just made that up. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it, it was Koguma, Mayu, and Hazuki. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I just wrote it down instead of writing Koguma in my notes. I just wrote anti-sexy game. Yeah, I thought um, they became like the, the no sexy army or something. I mean, maybe. Uh, <laughs> no sexy soldiers. There we go. Yeah. NSS. Hootie who. <laughs> and then finally, the main event, the double Title match for both the world and wonder of stardom titles. Tom Nakano, the world of stardom champion, defeating Mina Shirakawa, the wonder of stardom champion, to win both titles in 17 minutes and 43 seconds. Kelly, a shocking result. I can't believe... We live in a world where a draw was the preferable outcome for me. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't want Tam to have Tom to have both belts. It's just so It's so weird to me that on this show where they're like, we can't have Azumi getting pinned. We absolutely <laughs> cannot have that. That in the main event, you have your new champion, your new, you know, she's had one defense with Mina getting pinned. Handily defeated. Like, what? Of all the times to not have someone be pinned, you're doing it all in the undercard, all these things, you know, roll up on a way to tie, 
Azumi not getting pinned. And then you're like, yeah, Mina, yeah, sure. Uh, she can be pinned in, you know, under 20 minutes. Yeah. It was just so weird to me. And I did enjoy the, I went four stars on the match, which I couldn't really decide at the end because I was sort of enjoying the match and I was sitting there going, okay, it's going to go to a draw. So I was sort of watching it. I don't know how really invested I was because I was thinking, okay, we're going to a draw. None of these pin falls matter. And then like the pin happened and I was sort of like, oh, uh, hmm. And then I had to figure out like, what do I think of this match? And I was sort of like, <laughs> well, I did like it. I liked elements about it. Just the whole thing was like very weird. Um, I just didn't really understand it. No, it's very strange. It really seemed like they were trying to do something with Mina, and then suddenly were just like, you know what? Maybe not. I mean, and now looked... Tom has both belts for fucking whatever reason, and it's just like, hey, uh, she's going to defeat all, vanquish all of her enemies. It makes me wonder if she's retiring soon. <laughs> I mean, it makes Tom look great. She's oh, got yeah. both titles. You know, yeah. the only the second person ever to do it. Mayu did it um years ago um but yeah just like <laughs> very strange i liked them like i said i liked the match i thought it was hard hitting i thought mina again was very good um sad to see her lose the, the title no <laughs> yeah. she won't have any more title uh matches now I don't know. I find, and I also find sort of double title holders, you know, there's times you sort of can do it or it just sort of happens that way. But now it's like, oh, you've lost. Like, well, I guess we'll talk about this. So Mirai came out at the end. Yeah. The world's dumbest woman Mirai comes out. <laughs> to challenge. She says, I want to challenge. I think she said, I want to challenge for the wonder of stardom title. Yeah. Sure did. And Tom is like, why don't you want to challenge for both of the titles? <laughs> and I'm like, she's right. Uh, yeah. It's like, it makes Mirai look stupid. Yeah. Because like, it's what, like, is the logic that she's like, all right, it's the white belt. So Tom will be easier to beat because she's not going to try as hard as she would with the red belt. It's like, that's not how this works. But there's an easy thing you know, have me or I come out and say, you know what? I won the Cinderella tournament in back-to-back -back years. People don't do that. So I deserve a shot at both titles. Yeah. Because that's how good I... I mean, it's that easy. Yeah. Instead, she comes out and once again looks like a like an idiot. Yeah. When she's like, I want that title. And Tom is actively going, well, that's stupid of you. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> It oh, it's just so yeah, it's so it's weird to me. Really stupid. It's the um, same thing as when I was getting all mad about Saki having her title shot and just being like, "Yeah, I'll just use it on the high speed title." It's like fucking shoot for the moon, go for the top belt. You have the chance. Do it. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. 
Com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network what's going on guys this is rich from the flagship podcast here on the voice of wrestling podcast network if i could have a moment of your time i'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors eufy video lock eufy video lock is a smart lock a 2k camera and a doorbell all three in one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security Eufy Video Lock is also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second, fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking again 0.3 seconds it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock and with the ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be also no battery anxiety you have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out uh, passcode unlocking a remote control with the 2k clear sight see who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in 
the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They're on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second. Door is unlocked. Much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with Eufy Video Lock, search Eufy Video Lock. That is E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Again, that's Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park So, well, I'll say this. It certainly was an unexpected show. Uh, and I don't know where they're going from here. So that's Do we think Mirai beats Tom? Because I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Like, the, I, only re- the only way it would work to me is if you have Tom also defend the world. Uh, against someone either like the day before or the same day so she's got the exhaustion and then you can have Mirai win that way yeah but like I just don't see Mirai anywhere near on Tom's level to be able to beat her one-on-one in the singles and see it as like a viable thing and of course if she wins she would be a double champion because she has the tat you know yeah I don't know. It's just very, uh, very strange to me. And maybe maybe we'll Mina. get the classic draw. Yeah. I mean, Mina now is like, what happens with Mina? Someone who won and now is like, nah, you won, yeah. but whoops, accidentally, you, you know, got too big for your britches after one title defense. <laughs> like, whoops. We, we know you're the leader of a, of a unit, but you know what? Who cares about that unit? Where where were your women? Where were yeah, where women? were your women, Mina? Where are your women now? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What's what's Mariah May gonna do to turn on you? She can't even cost you the title anymore. You did that yourself. Uh, so that was Stardom's flashing champions. Before we get to everything else that has happened in Joshi in the last two weeks, we want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by the Bet Stamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, betters can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sports book will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sports books will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sports books. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, bet stamp users win an extra $1,000 or more yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code VOW, that's promo code VOW, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. And if you forget to use the code upon sign-up, you can always enter the code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. So check it out. That's the BetStamp app. So let's keep going. What else has been going on in the world of Joshi? Seedling had a show on May 25th. Kelly, I know you watched that show and very much enjoyed one match in particular. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes, uh, I watched the Asuka versus Rico Kaiju match, and this absolutely ruled. I do actually still need to watch the rest of the show. I just made sure to make time to block out to watch this specific match before we recorded. Uh, this match was awesome. Asuka was just the perfect bully here, beating the hell out of Rico and busting her open, and Riku, Rico was just just gushing blood it it was it was a lot uh just fantastic story match really just brutal stuff i went four and a quarter on it i loved this match definitely check it out yeah i haven't watched the show yet i didn't um get to it in time unfortunately but i did see pictures from that match which uh looked very cool so i am definitely looking forward to uh going back and watching that after we finish recording. Yeah. Oh, I re- just remembered. I have one more note from Stardom before we move on okay. to other stuff. There was something from the uh, the broadcast that I they they teased a little bit more about the uh, Mayu movie that's coming out. Uh, Siri is going to play a major role in the movie apparently and play Mayu's friend. And uh, there is going to be a Rossi Ogawa character in the movie, whose name is going to be. 
Gussie Ogushi. <laughs> Gussie. Wow, I didn't uh I didn't catch that when I was G-U-S-S-Y. Is that related to uh Bussy and Thrussy? I'm not sure. Uh, they might he might be <laughs> like their promoter. American um GCW units, <laughs> Bussy and Thrussy, and now Gussie. <laughs> uh which you can determine on your own what that stands for yeah um coming to coming to a theater near you now is this character gonna wear a lot of hats that's really all i, I care about i hope so gussie definitely wears hats i hope he wears like it's just a different kind of hat it's like a top hat or something oh you want him to look really fancy like a fancy yeah or maybe a, I... or maybe a cowboy hat i could see a cowboy hat too I was hoping it would be like a stack of hats, like uh, in the children's <laughs> book, uh, Hats for Sale. You know, the guy who wears the big tower of hats. Um, and he and the recurring bit is, yeah, everyone just says, Gussie loves hats. <laughs> oh, that guy? Yeah, he, he's big into hats. <laughs> and, and, you know, he goes to sign someone. And he says, well, I have to take my hat off to you. And then he has to reach all the way up to the top <laughs> to take the top hat off. Uh, very high stack. Always catching it on doorways. <laughs> trying to get in the ring. Imagine him trying to get in the ring with a stack of hats. Maybe he'll be That's very That's Mayu's happy. first job in wrestling is she follows him around and picks up all the hats after he knocks them off on, on a doorway. I just want to see um, the big stack of hats. I want this to be the actual Rossi playing Gussie. Yes. <laughs> and he has a big stack of hats. He goes to get in the ring. He's like, well, I can't go through the ropes and does the, you know, agile, like hop over the top rope just because I want to see Rossi do that. <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking the big Kev step over the ropes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where you like crotch yourself on the rope as you're yeah. as you're going over just to protect <laughs> the hats. It's all about the hats. <laughs> and the and the and the final thing is, you know, Maya will go into his office and she'll say, oh, "I don't know if this wrestling stuff is for me." And he'll pound the desk and he'll go, "No, the only thing I love more than my hats is wrestling," <laughs> or something like that. I and also wanted to say like. She he he she needs something like notarized or something. And he's like, oh, I can do that. And she's like, really? And then he goes, oh, I'm a man of many hats. <laughs> you know, I, if if Rossi doesn't play Gussie, I want Rossi to be played by Beat Takeshi of Takeshi's Castle fame and various other movies and directing work. I I think. That would be a great prestige actor to play uh, Gussie. It would be great just to have it be a very serious movie. Yeah. Unless Gussie is on the screen. <laughs> yes. In many ways, like Stardom is. Yeah. Where it's a very serious promotion and then Rossi comes on the screen and Saki Kashima has to yell at him to stay in the ring. Uh He's eating carrots, acting like they're spicy. Well, if anyone working on the movie is listening and wants to hire Kelly and I as punch-up uh, writers... Oh, yeah. Um, 
Are the no. I would assume Japan has a different um writers. They probably do they have a writers guild in Japan? I don't know. Um so I guess it would be okay, we wouldn't be breaking the picket lines to be doing yeah. punch up on the Mayu movie. But you know what? Point. I would be a scab to do this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you let me you I no one would be like, hey. No one would blame me for wanting to insert all of the gussy Ogushi jokes that I have. Like you you just can't blame someone for that. Crossing the line for gussy. Yep. And then we keep laughing about Gussie, but I think Ogushi is It's <laughs> maybe fun maybe the funnier. It's the wettest sounding name I've ever it heard. It really is, yeah. <laughs> it's the sound like when you drop a like a wet um bag of groceries on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you drop those? Yeah, you made a big gussy ogushi over there. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I can't believe we did this in the middle of the show because now just going back to the shows, we're going to seem so pedestrian. Um, <laughs> Tokyo Joshi had their Hyper Masao produced hype show on May 25th. Unfortunately, it was, I believe, just put on uh, Wrestle Universe shortly before we are recording this. Uh, so I haven't had the opportunity to watch it. I did see a lot of pictures. They they did um, portraits of men of much of the roster in hyper Masao gear. Uh, Kelly, I don't know if you saw those. Yeah, it it um, it looks very fun, and I'm also excited to see like Mega Heels, uh, Rika Tetsumi, and Arisa Endo. <laughs> um. Also, we'll say that uh, Mocha Miyamoto was one of the people in the Hyper Masao gear and not happy. Well, am I happy or not happy to report this? Looks better than her regular gear. Oh, 100%. Literally, I'm like, anything you would put her in at this point, I think I would be like, oh, this is so good. Yep. Um. Just because it's better than whatever the heck she curtains she's wrapped in today. Yeah. Uh, also, on the twenty seventh, they had the Yuki Kamafuku Homecoming show um, happening. Asuka was on that show. Asuka, who's good friends with uh, Yuki, and also, as we talked about previously, Aja Kong also on that show. So a smaller show for them, but still fun. With some special guests. Also, uh, we should briefly discuss um, not really uh, relevant all that much to the world of Tokyo Joshi, but Saki Akai has announced she will be retiring in November. Saki yeah. Akai, of course, only wrestled um, not too frequently in Tokyo Joshi, only a few handful of times. Um, here and there um but will be missed and yeah. in an unrelated note um do you think they'll ever bring mace Aruga back i hope 
They booked her one time so. and then ha- haven't booked her since. Once or yeah. twice. But then she what? got some stardom bookings, too, around the same time. That is true. And Miyu Amasaki was supposed to appear on her fifth anniversary show and then had to pull out. Yeah, um, so it, I don't know what's happening with that. <laughs> I don't know. I never know. I just assume that everyone who shows up in stardom is eventually going to be signed. Yeah. Um, which um, we'll talk about in a second because someone else new is showing up on one of the shows and I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, but yeah, May Saruga, um, Tokyo Joshi should bring her back. Definitely. Um, an unrelated thought I had to the retirement of Saki Akai. Yeah. Um, but Saki Akai will be very missed, um, of course, and we'll see what happens. She should go to France and meet her favorite wrestler Saki Sama. Well now yeah, that she'll have the time. Come back to Japan. Yeah. Uh what else was happening? Sendai Girls had a show on May twenty sixth, as did Diana. Uh that Diana show on the twenty sixth had Lady C in a main event tag match. She was teaming with Miran in a losing effort to Haruka Umisaki and Naname on that show. Uh, in Wave, there's been more Catch the Wave happening. Unfortunately, they once again, for a second week in a row, <laughs> caught me off guard where I thought they had uploaded 2023 matches and they were just more 2022 matches. <laughs> uh, which um, is very funny in a way. Gotcha. <laughs> if you think about it. Um, also happening, there were two, um, produce shows. The first one, the return of Sari to Japan at her Sariism show. Uh, that show main evented by Chihiro Hashimoto defeating Sari in 23 minutes and 27 seconds. But the standout match for me on the show was the tag team match, Akari and Arisa Nakajima defeating Abuki Hoshi and Miyuki Takase. Uh, that was the match. You know, I thought the main event was very good, but felt very much sort of like Seri getting back into the groove and not necessarily the sort of all-out bangers that Hashimoto and Seri had before she left. Um, but the tag match I thought was really good, hard-hitting, fast-paced. Um, so worth checking out. Kelly, did you see this show? No, I I kept meaning to watch it, and that slipped my mind. Well, the other uh, produced show, which I know Kelly did watch, was the Hanakamura Memorial Show Pinks, uh, which featured a main event of Aja Kong teaming with Seri defeating Mika Iwata and Mio Momono in 19 minutes and 48 seconds. Thought the main event was the highlight of the show. I went four stars yes. on it. I went four and a quarter. I thought that match rocked. And another match with people getting thrown into chairs. That's right. Um, also on that show, there was a six-person tag match. Asuka, Natsupoi, and Siri defeating Death Yamasan, Konami, and Rina. Uh, there was the four-way tag team match, a singles match between Minoru Suzuki and Sakura Hirota, dressed as Hanakamura. 
the typical battle royal for these shows, which was beach, uh, summer beach themed, uh, which was won by Jaguar Yakota, who sort of cheated because she came out late. Um, but we'll let that, <laughs> we'll let that uh, go. She, she gave it the old Miz. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sayuri no defeating Miyuki Takase. So a very fun um, show. And of course, with the closing uh, montage like they usually do. But Kelly, there were also some other shows happening that I think you watch. Why don't you tell that? Why don't you tell us about those? I watched the PPP show from uh, the 16th, the party banquet. This was in uh, Kirken Hall. I think this is the first PPP show I've actually watched. Like I've always meant to watch their stuff and then eventually it just falls down the watching list until it's like four months later and I'm just like, ah, what's this? And then I dump it from my queue. Uh, but it was it was decent. Uh, Rina Yamashita defeated Ichika Miyabi. Uh, Marika Kobashi teamed with Abdullah Kobayashi to beat Momoko Hanazono and Takeyuki Ueki. Uh, and the Rebel and Enemy team of Maya Yukihi and Ram Kaichou, or Ram Kaichou and Maika Ozaki defeated Chan Yoda, uh, Natsu Sumire, and Makoto. Uh, I believe it was announced after this that Chan Yoda is taking some time off from wrestling. But that was a that was a good match to go out on for her. I went about three and a half stars on that. Uh, one thing that I really wasn't prepared for was that through most of the matches, music plays. So it feels like my at times my brain kept telling me you're not actually watching a match you're watching like a clip show thing <laughs> you're watching a music video it's like no 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 this this is a match focus focus on that so that was weird but there wasn't any music in the uh the tag match with the death match guys because there was uh audible co- uh comedy that had to be done so you couldn't have music playing and not hear Ueki tell the entire audience to put their hands up when he pulled out his gun yeah, uh, fun, fun show, just like an interesting environment because they had on the back normally where like the stage is in Kurikin, they had tables there and people were sitting at them and I assume they were like the VIPs because they had women there like pouring them drinks and stuff and cheering like there was like a host club. It was, it was very interesting. <laughs> different Different kind of show. Uh, also a different kind of show was Bakugai Jean and Friends Volume 5 from the 23rd. Uh, the opener for that was Chris Brooks defeating Hyper Misao in one hell of a match. That was, that was a crazy match to put on your opener because, uh, we saw staples, fireworks, plastic bins, lemons, and more I probably forgot about being used. <laughs> so it was about as crazy as you would expect from those two, and it was super fun. I went four stars on it. Uh, also on that show was Mesuruga and Mao defeating Chie Koshikawa and Hagane Shino in a very good match. And the main event with Drew Parker and Masahiro Takanashi, while not Joshi, is worth watching. Uh, and then the last thing I've got to talk about is the Prominence Gaiden Akane Fujita de- debut 10th anniversary Orange Spirit Burning Streak show. Uh, the main event was a best two out of three falls death match. Uh, where Akane Fujita defeated Risa Sarah, uh, one fall to two. Yes, I know that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Risa <laughs> got the first two falls, won the match, and then Akane was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
double or nothing last fall, and Risa agreed to that, and then she lost. Yeah, a very fun match. The as as you would expect between these two, eventually the match devolved into a game of baseball. Classic. Yep. Always does with those two. Well, that was everything in the last two weeks of Joshi, but what is coming up in Joshi in Stardom? Stardom has their next New Blood show, New Blood number nine, on June 2nd. Saida and Hanan will take on Kohaku and Ruaka Kohaku showing up here in Stardom. Uh, Wakasukiyama and Sexy Dynamite Princess will make her return to take on Ram Kaichou and Mika Ozaki. Hanako and Aya Sakura will take on New Era's Mirai and Ami Sore. Anai Takahashi will have a passion injection match with Mai Sakurai. Miu Amasaki will take on Azumi. There will be a Future of Stardom title match. Rina will defend her newly won title against Lady C. And the main event will see Bloody Fate, the team of Starlight Kid and Karma, defend their tag titles, their New Blood tag titles, against the Anaba sisters, Tomika and Azusa Inaba. So that is the New Blood show. Then on the 4th of June, Stardom will have a Corican Hall show, which will feature two generational struggle matches. The first one will see Wakasukiyama, Mai Sakurai, and Lady C take on Miyu Amasaki, Hanako, and Aya Sakura. And the other one will see Tom Nakano, Mai Iwatani, Shuri, and Julia take on Utami, Sayakamatani, Maika, and Suzu Suzuki. So two interesting matches there. Oz will have a show on June 11th. Nothing announced for that yet. Tokyo Joshi has Stick Out coming up on June 11th. Announced for that show is a tag title match. The Magical Sugar Rabbits of Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki will defend the tag titles against Rika Tatsumi and Miyu Watanabe. Kelly, do you think Magical Sugar Rabbits retain their titles? I'm gonna say no. I don't think they do here. So you think we have a new double champion moving from Mizuki to Rika? Oh yeah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) There still is a double champion problem. Ah, fuck. I I guess. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, also coming up, Sendai Girls has a show on the 11th with two title matches. Chihiro Hashimoto and Yu, Team 200 Kilogram, the tag champions, will defend their titles against Mika Iwata and Miyuki Takase. And Asuka will defend her Sendai Girls title against Manami. In Ice Ribbon on the 4th, they have two title matches. Makoto and Hamako Hoshi, the tag champions, will defend against Kari Shimizu and Fuho Matsushita. And Totoro Satsuki will defend the Ice Infinity title against Michiko Miyagi, formerly of Gleet, formerly of Stardom, formerly of Sendai Girls. Sendai. (laughs) And now in Ice Ribbon. 
Diana will have a show coming up on June 4th. Wave will have two shows coming up, one on the 1st, one on the 11th of June, both of those featuring Catch the Wave matches. And Kelly, what is going on in Choco Pro and Gotta Move? Uh, so Gotta Move is having the Mesa 5th anniversary show on the 29th. So chances are by the time you listen to this, it will have happened already. Uh, in the main event of that one, Mesa takes on Momoka Hanazono, who was originally Miyu Amasaki, but I'm not entirely clear what happened there. If why she got pulled or if she's hurt or what. Have you heard? Uh, I don't know if I heard the official reason. I know she was pulled because also um, this show is listed on the stardom calendar, um, which is now a bit strange because the match with the stardom talent is not happening. Hold on. Let me. Very uh, strange. Hold on. But keep talking. Yeah. While you're looking also on that show uh, for the Super Asia title, there is a three-way between Hagane Shino, Balian Aki, and Monero Fujita. And then in a... In a other kind of passion injection match, Ryo Mizunami takes on Miyu Yatsuba in a match that should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that one. Overall, looks like a fun show. Uh, can't believe May has already been doing this for five years. That's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the Stardom website only says we are very... Due to the absence, the match card has been changed. We are very sorry to all the customers and related parties who were looking forward to Miyu Amasaki's match. And she's um, working that New Bloods show, so maybe she's not hurt. Weird. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to scroll now through uh, Twitter. Mio, how dare you no show May's fifth anniversary? Oh, it says um, withdrawing due to illness. Oh. Uh, That's what what the official uh, reasoning is. So, well, um, on that note, could that... be a, could be a little bit of a touch of COVID. Maybe. Don't know. Couldn't say. Because that, that would make sense for it to be like, all right, we know for sure this amount of days out, she's not going to be able to do it. So if like that's still in her quarantine period or whatever, that would make sense. But who knows? Who knows? But that is everything happening in the next two weeks of Joshi. Kelly, I throw it to you for your usual closing segment. All right. Uh, this coming Wednesday, the 31st, uh, Shin Kamen Rider is playing in theaters across the United States. Uh, I definitely recommend going to check it out. It looks very good. Support Tokusatsu getting official releases here in the States. Uh, and if you don't have the chance to see it the 31st, I believe they're also doing showings on the 5th. And it looks like they did open up a bunch more theaters, so there's more opportunities to see it. So yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, done by, directed and written by Hideaki Anno of Neon Genesis Evangelion fame. And it's a take on the classic Kamen Rider series. It, trailer looks awesome. So yeah, just get excited. Kamen Rider time. Let's go. 
Well, there you go. Go out and see that. And that is all for us for this edition of Jumping Bomb Audio. So we will talk to you again in two weeks' time. Farewell. Goodbye, everybody. Remember Gussie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.